Hello and welcome or welcome back to the Paddock Gal podcast. I'm your host Mimi and for the first time I'm not alone. We have our first guest Shanna, who you may know from her TikTok handle at Formula Shanna. So we're going to be talking all things women in motorsports from racing to content creation. But for now, let me hand over to Shanna so she can introduce herself. Hey guys, I'm really excited to be here. It's also my first ever podcast, so bear with me. Um, yep, yeah, so my name's Shanna. I'm from Australia in Sydney. Um, I've been doing, I guess, motorsport TikTok content creation for about a year now. Uh, I've always loved motorsport. And yeah, so I've been doing quite a few things over this past year and I'm really excited to get into it. Yeah, so actually, I think it was your Formula Women TikToks that brought me to you because I've just like been looking into that and I've signed up for it this year. I haven't really done anything yet, but um, I was like trying to find out stuff about it and then I came across your page and then I came across all your other TikToks and I was like really interested. So I was the first thing I was going to ask you is how did you find it? Because I know you were a finalist, so you probably got like a lot of that experience. So what's your like? What were your opinions of it and what did you like? What did you not like? Well, I, I loved it, honestly. Um, I was very lucky. I had a really good experience and I had a lot to do with it. I actually found out about Formula Women ages ago. It probably would have been while I was still in high school. Um, for the record, I'm 22, so it would have been when I was 17 or something yeah. like that. And at the time, it was very much a UK-based thing, sometimes a little bit in America and Australia being so far away, I just thought there was no possible way I could do it. However, last year I went over to the UK for a bit. It was actually for motorsport in general, just not for the driving side, more um, my career-wise. And um, yeah, and then it came across on my TikTok for you page. So TikTok's really doing a lot of yeah. things. And I saw it and went, oh my God, wow, hang on, I can do it. So it started off with me just reaching out and I didn't really know much about it either. I just knew that it was a way to get into driving, possibly, you know, natural talent, you don't need experience, sounds good. Uh, but I had no idea. So I went into it, signed up. And then I got an email about uh, some training days coming up where you could go on track and they would um, take you around, you could drive, they'd have a coach with you, do some go-karting and things like that. And I decided, mm, might as well give it a go. It took me a while just because it was a bit of a commitment. Uh, you did have to pay extra and I was wondering, oh, should I do it, should I not? And then I was like, I'm in the UK. It's, it's only going to happen. Why not? So I did it. And I loved it. I did like what was called a boot tour, so it was there for like, four days and there were a lot of internationals coming over and yeah we hung out did a lot of track things and I kind of just you know fell in love I knew I already enjoyed it but that gave me the actual experience and I basically didn't let it go I kept in touch with the people at Form Woman I did a couple of other training days and then we had the assessment I actually had a little bit of a because I was in the UK originally I was supposed to leave in around like the early September and come back home However, the finals or the assessment days and the finals were taking place end of November and December. And the rule was you could do your assessment wherever in the world you wanted, but for the finals, you had to come to the UK. And in my head, I went, if I do make it, I'd have to come back to the UK in two months and it didn't seem worth it. And after a couple of the training days and talking to some people, it seemed like I might have had a shot. So I stuck it out, I stayed, I decided to extend my trip for a two, two and a half months, and yeah, that's what happened. And it was amazing. It was, the driving side was something like I never thought I'd be able to do. I never thought I'd get on the track. And then there was also the fact that you were surrounded by so many women who also wanted to do it, but also women that were newbies, just like you. So it wasn't this nerve wracking of, oh God, I don't know what to do. Everyone else knows what they're doing. It was, we're all in the same boat. We're all gonna struggle together. We're all gonna learn together. And yeah, it was, it was so much fun. 
you've, you've made me really excited. Like I'm after this, I'm going to be going and signing up to like loads of events. But yeah, what you're saying was really nice about like the whole community thing and also about like everyone like being a newbie. Because I know like with the aim, like a big part of it is like bridging that gap with um, like women in motorsports getting less opportunities at a young age. So there's this whole community now that's like dedicated to like bridging that gap, which I really love, which was one of the things where I was like, oh, I have to get involved in this. But I guess we're going to talk a bit, a bit more about like that kind of gap further on. But just before we do, like what are you up to now in terms of racing? Are you doing anything else or is it more just like focused in like the more like media side? Uh, so actually both. Um... So in terms of racing, with the Formula Women Assessment, I didn't. I made it to the top 50 finals, however, I didn't quite clinch the top two, which got a race seat. However, I was selected as one of the representatives for Australia in what's going to be coming up next year as the Formula Women Nations Cup, where we're going to have drivers from... Yeah, I've uh, been hearing about drivers that. From each country. Yeah, and we're going to be... Uh, it's going to be in the Middle East, and it's going to be the GT race weekend, where we're going to race together. So that's the big highlight, I guess you could say. But in the lead up, a couple of the girls that I actually met from Australia in the UK at the Formal Woman, we kind of talked and we bonded. And this year we've put together a race team and it's called the Firehawks Race Team. And it's uh, all female team. And we're planning on doing some uh, enduros, local ones, amateur ones to begin with, but in Australia. And we actually are having our first race weekend this week. However, that it, we're still a little bit, we're, we're hoping the car gets ready. Uh, but yeah, so I do have some racing planned, which honestly is really surprising because going into Formula Women, I had no idea anything was going to happen. And even then, the only reason I did it was because of how inaccessible motorsport is and that I could not do it unless I was being backed by someone like Formula Women. So when I heard a couple of girls mention, oh, let's go back, we'll get a license, we'll put together a team, I went, oh... I don't know about that. Like, I would love to, but I don't know if I could. Um, however, we've, you know, kept in touch and something has come about and we're, we're hoping that works. And, and I, I mean, everything depends on funding, doesn't it? So we'll see how that goes. But everything has been sorted in terms of the cars there. I will definitely be doing a race weekend. So that's on the driving side. In terms of the media side, oh, my God, it's a lot. Uh, they might not be roles proper full-time positions but at the moment i manage uh, the social media for a state motorsport uh, motorsport state championship here in new south wales in sydney um i actually got to go to their second round of this championship last week or on the weekend um i also do my own tiktok stuff which We've is seen a big surprise to me and such a skyrocket like that was that was Oh, I don't even know how to talk about that. It's, it's literally um, like I've been telling people, like I told like one of my cousins who's also really into sports, who'll come in my podcast, she's like, I know her, I watch her TikToks, I love her. So like, it's doing really well. Well, actually, when I went to Melbourne, I went to the OzGP and I know that it's all motorsport fans coming together, but I, I went in there ready to like, I met some people online, like, okay, let's hang out. But I got stopped by so many people over the weekend going, oh, do you, hang on, do you make TikToks? And like saying hi and like talking to them. And I don't know how to deal with that. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what is happening? But it was so sweet because people were so nice. And it meant that I could talk to people and like uh, about the race weekend and the races. And it was so fun because so many people were new to the sport as well. It was their first time. And it was so cool talking to them and being like, yeah, oh, I think so especially with like social media, we're seeing a lot more, a lot of new fans. And yeah. I feel like, 
there's, especially within motorsports, a lot of the time there's like a very like gatekeeping culture. So it's really nice to see new people coming and being like, oh, I learned this through this way and I'm like really interested and I want to learn more and I'm here to see the actual thing. Like it's really nice to see people who have actually like made it through the whole process and not been like intimidated and scared away. It's so cool to see how excited they are too. I mean, this whole thing, I know we go on a tangent here with the new fans thing. It's, it's amazing because I'm, I could walk around outside in my city or just around I would never see anything F1 related if I ever mentioned F1 no one knew what the hell I was talking about however today I went to the Easter show which is like a like a carnival that we have every year here in Sydney and I could see Red Bull hats everywhere <laughs> I was like oh my god wow I can say to someone like F1 and they they know what I'm talking about I had a friend message me a few days ago a really close friend who has never taken an interest in the sport she says oh I was trying to find someone to, something to watch and I started watching Drive to Survive and you know now I'm considering going next year to Melbourne I went <laughs> wait what this girl has never piqued any interest in F1 before but Drive to Survive is going to love it and it means that I might be able to like get her to come and watch races with me I can talk to her about it it's it's amazing I love these new people coming in Drive to Survive it's been so great yeah I think like this might be again a little bit of a tangent but I feel like there's such a negative attitude towards Drive to Survive but like if it's bringing in new fans I don't care I have to be honest I haven't got around to watching it because there's such a short attention span but it's like definitely on my list but I love how you see like loads of new fans coming in because I feel like especially when like what I've seen when I was younger because I spent a lot of time dipping in and out of Formula 1 I think mainly because like there was no one you could really talk to it about yeah especially in terms of that like female community but with like social media now like everyone can connect and be like are you watching the race i'm watching the race or like see like people who are like interested in the sport and that's just i think that's been like one of the most amazing things especially with drive to survive because it really brought it like people like okay let's talk about this now so that was something that's like something i'm really like excited about because i love seeing new fans but um yeah, I, I think I interrupted you when you were saying like what you were talking about, like what you're doing at the moment in media, so feel free to continue if there's anything you've missed. Um, yeah, so then there's there's TikTok. Um, I also do Racing Roles, which is a group that a friend started. Uh, we, how do I explain it? It is a project uh, around highlighting the roles in motorsports, so all the job roles in motorsport across all the different categories, across all the different industries, Basically, if you think there's a job there out there that you want to do, there's probably a version of it in motorsport, and uh, we work on you know finding those, sorry, finding those and just you know getting the information out. And um, yeah, we've been hosting interviews. Our platforms have grown, like our TikTok is going really well, our Instagram is really going really well. We're actually working with teams, so we did we're working with PHM Racing right now, so they're in F2, F3, F4. Yeah. Um, we are talking with uh, Jaguar from the F Formula E. And we got invited to MotoGP testing, which is really great. Unfortunately, me being on the other side of the world, I don't really get too many of the perks at the moment, but that's fine. Uh, but yeah, so that's on the media side because I'm primarily the media communications manager on that. And um, I'm also working with Formal Woman as well, uh, and a part of their sponsorship and partnerships team. And yeah. I think I think that that covers the media side. <laughs> well, you've got like a lot going on, which is really interesting because it's nice to see how like even after you like finished with like the actual like Formula Woman like competition and all the like beginning stuff, you've kind of managed to continue that and you've got like your own community now. So that's really like nice to see because 
one of the things that I think was an issue in the past with motorsports was the lack of like community. So it's nice to see that changing going forward, especially for like young women. But um, yeah, I think the um, like the next thing, like just while we're talking about like women in racing, to address has got to be like W Series and the F1 Academy Series, which I'm so excited for, because like yeah. obviously, like you mentioned, like funding is an issue, and obviously we've seen like W Series like struggle because of a lack of funding. So I'm really excited for the new F1 Academy. But, like, what are your thoughts on it so far? Like, do you think it will manage to like I guess address the issues that W Series faced? I, I really hope so. I am really looking forward to it. I like that there's, as much as I understand how hard funding can be for drivers, it's good that the drivers need to bring a bit of it in because we know that's why W Series failed because there was just, drivers weren't bringing anything in and there's just nothing coming out of it. However, with F1 Academy, it's good because also if a driver was to then get into F3 and F2, they need that experience of bringing the funding themselves. So they need to know how to do it anyway um in terms of how it's been set up it is very much more cylindrical with f1 now like it is part of the ladder or at least it feels like it's part of the ladder however however w series kind of felt like it was outside yeah. then they kind of tried to bring it inside but it didn't really work um i wish they were on more calendar events with the f1 i know yeah. they've only got austin i so i think they but, said that hopefully next year they're going to try and follow the calendar which will be really nice to see but yeah at the moment it's a bit sporadic like there'll be one race somewhere yeah. and formula one's like on the other side of the con of, not yeah. the continent of the planet like doing yeah. something completely different i love that they've got the teams involved as well you've got the big teams like Prema. already just having Prema on board is just such a great thing for the championship and it also just means that those that follow Prema, because we know it's not just a junior team, it, they also do WEC. Um, so yeah. any followers from there will see this. Um, yeah, I think it makes it look more professional. Yeah, I loved W Series. I loved how it worked. But F1 Academy makes it really look like a Formula Junior Series. Yeah. And I really hope it works out. I think the way that they've set it out, they make it seem like they're going to be helping these girls, not just the race seats, but off the track too, with training, mental support, and things like that, which is great. And... Yeah, it looks like it'll be a proper ladder. I'll, the girls that are in it are a lot of the drivers that I kind of like I expected to be in it, as in they have done other single-seaters. Yeah. Uh, there are a little bit of names in the paddock, so there's there's some chances there. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. I think F1 Academy has the chance to be something, but again, it very much depends on how society is. F1 Academy has, has the roots for it. It's just going to be about how people accept it or not. Yeah, I think one of the things that I'm most like concerned about and how it's going to go and the attitudes towards it is that media coverage, because I think at the moment there's not really like much concrete information on like where you're going to be able to watch this, if you'll be able to attend a race, like what they're going to do to promote it, which is what I'm like concerned about. Like I know Susie Wolf is very involved in it and I have high hopes for her, I have a lot of faith in her, but at the same time I the fact that we're getting closer and closer to the race and there's still no information on that is one thing yeah. that's worrying me a bit but then it's also nice to see how the drivers are like taking their own social media and like promoting it themselves but at the same time i feel like all that responsibility can't be on them so yeah. i'm really just hoping we have somewhere where we can watch it where we can be like following the races because otherwise i think it takes out a massive part of it because the whole point is we're bringing attention to girls in racing and if we can't actually see them race, then there's going to be no attention on them. But, um, exactly, because 
No, go ahead. I know that the, the one is there because I made a video on it and it did surprisingly well because a few of the F1 Academy ones haven't done too well in the past. But the, like it was just the format explaining it. People seemed excited. However, the common question in the comments was, where do we watch it? Where do I watch it? And I just have to go, I'm sorry, I don't know. I know like testing has happened and we still don't know. I mean, we expect it hopefully on F1 TV, but even if they did on YouTube, again, how are they going to get the funding if they make it free access? But at the same time, free access is what you need to let more people see it. So yeah, we it needs to be visible. I think Tony, or oh, F1 Tony did a really good video about it when she, I think she mentioned one of the finals, it might've been the W... The basketball? Yeah, it was the it was the basketball and the US women's basketball. Yeah, yeah that's and that's what you were thinking about. Yeah, because yeah, she was saying that when you give like people the opportunity to watch women's sports, they will watch it. The lack of yeah. attention is due to the lack of accessibility. So that's really yeah, interesting exactly. to see. Um, but yeah, the thing you were saying about like some of the TikToks not doing well and there being a negative attitude is definitely something I've seen. Um, I can't remember her exact handle, but there's a girl on TikTok, Olivia, who does like different um, F1 and motorsports related media. And she's yeah. just launched a podcast where she like interviews like fans and stuff like that. And so it's really interesting to see. And one girl who she was interviewing was saying she's like made a TikTok about um, the yes. F1 Academy series. And it's just getting like loads of like negative comments. People think there's going to be loads of crashes, like all these different things. And it's just that negative attitude that's like really annoying. But I think the thing about TikTok is we do have this community of like girls who are interested in whether it's like F1 or just motorsports in general. And now it feels like some of the it feels like in part like where the videos are being like targeted like where the algorithm sends them because when you have like the right audience you're getting really lovely comments people being like i'm so excited but there is still that negative side but at the same time it's just nice to see that we do have that community and we are getting stronger but yeah when the videos get onto the wrong side of tiktok as we say that's yeah like. <laughs> yeah there's there's a good side and there's a maybe critical side we'll say in the, in the nicest way possible i guess but um, just on the subject of women in racing, did you hear about the whole like potential Formula Equal team? Yeah, I did actually. Um, that's uh, that came out of nowhere. Yeah, I know it must have been under wraps because it was like this whole project that's apparently been building for like the past what decade or something. Yeah, like that. and like aiming for twenty twenty six. I was like, how, how can yeah. you be aiming for twenty twenty six already? And then I yeah. did my research and I was like, oh, okay where's this been like i feel like if we'd had like loads of attention on this maybe we'd be already a little bit further in the like attitudes towards women in motorsports yeah. but um i do know that um because I, I like i have like my notes and i know that like craig pollock who's like running it he like run Brit ran british american racing before so he yeah. does have that f1 experience so like hopefully that's like a better starting place than we've seen for some like other teams trying to get in but um yeah that was really interesting because it's like the whole idea is like that gender balance everywhere, which will be really if it like if it like is executed correctly would be really interesting to see. But um, yeah, I think like obviously in terms of like long term, is it the best model? Perhaps not, but it is definitely like we. I think the focus at the moment is just like getting women into F one yeah, more than sure. like um, like have like as long as we can get them there, then we can adjust, make things better, make a better system. But maybe the, sure. this is just my opinion, but like, just let's just get them there and then we'll figure out all the problems. Well, but yeah. that's the thing is when I was like, obviously there have been so many negative reactions to that as well, because um, I myself have never been a big fan of quotas because of the underlying meaning behind it. But at the same yeah. time, the quotas are there for a reason, because they are needed. 
Yeah. Unfortunately. And until people change how they think, those quotas can't be lifted. Yeah. And I like with the fifty fifty, I think it's great. I obviously want the best people in the job, but I also know that the unconscious bias is the problem. When you're recruiting, if you're a man, if you're a white man especially, and you're recruiting, doesn't matter if you have two applicants exactly the same, both amazing, one is a female, one is a male, you have the unconscious bias of, of leaning towards the male. Whether yeah. you want to admit it or not, whether you think you are or not, whether you like mean it or not. And that's why sometimes quotas are there because we just can't shift that thinking because sometimes it's just so deeply embedded and sometimes it's yeah. just personal taste a man is probably going to favor a man just like a woman is probably going to favor a woman exactly and that's where in like the recruitment processes and in all these like in f1 teams we need more women in the top spots sure we need them at the bottom too not i'm not saying that but we need them in the management positions the recruiting positions the board members whatever yeah. they need to be because they help in the decision making and then they set the culture for the rest of the team Exactly. So this 50-50 thing is a great place to start because if it's 50-50 everywhere, perfect. And then it can, I hope from there, it can naturally turn into an equal system later on. That doesn't yeah. mean it stays 50-50, but it stays equal. And that's what they want to be, formally equal. So I think it's a good stepping stone. Yeah, I definitely, I'm really excited because I know like growing up, like when I used to like watch races, I'd be like, I don't know, I've always been like someone who I just want to find a girl that I can support and like hype up. And yeah. I've been watching Formula One, it's just like all guys, and I was like, okay, well, who am I going to support? But um, yeah, it's really exciting because I know, like, if this is, I think, like, my, I would have been, like, more invested from an earlier age, like, had I had someone that I could be like, oh my gosh, there's this girl, she's doing all these amazing things, like, I can look up to her. Because also, I think the other thing is that in terms of, like, getting girls into motorsports, like, from karting levels and from the beginning, if there's less of an attitude that girls have done this before, or like if you can't see anyone who's done it before, it seems like a lot more difficult. And because like a kid like starting karting isn't just like their decision, it's usually like a family decision because of like the funding and all the time and effort that goes into it. So if you're making that decision, you're like, well, no woman succeeded before, you're gonna be a bit dissuaded to be like, let's put all our time and energy into this. Um, I saw someone like make a joking TikTok being like, we need someone to just like, someone's mom to just buy a team and put them in it like it's it's a joke but they're like in terms of the logistics of it unless there's someone like at this point unless you're ridiculously wealthy there wouldn't be much sense into putting your child into like your daughter into karting because it just doesn't seem feasible so the sooner we get people at that top level the sooner we can see a shift all across because it'll be like oh she's made it so can you yeah, well, that's why i've always talked to people and i've always said that the reason why females aren't getting into f1 is because it is an elitist rich sport. That's how it always will be. But unfortunately, this is why I'm hoping that this next generation of F1 drivers, once they have kids, they may be the way in, only because rich people are the people that get into this sport because they put their kids into it and their kids can get through, they have the money. However, rich families will, pit, will put their sons into motorsports. They will put their daughters into something like equestrian. And we've seen it time and time again. They're yeah. the sisters in horses. Or, Mick Schumacher. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. So there is a stereotype or a... There is a line between what a rich girl will do and what a rich boy will do. But unfortunately, the rich people are the only ones making it. So we need more families with rich daughters or rich families with daughters to put themselves in the sport because they're the only ones that's going to make it. And that's my only thing with F1 Academy and it being this supposed stepping stone to F1. I believe it's too late. 
yeah. for these girls. And it's it's me being a little bit pessimistic. It's not what I want, but I just feel that these girls are already so far behind. Yeah, I Someone think one thing... Have... No, go ahead and ask yeah, uh, I just think they need to be at the same level from literally four years old when these boys are starting yeah. partying, and they need the same amount from then to be able to make it because that that's how these... That's how Lando made it because he started when he was four. That's how Max made it when he started when he was four. He went karting all the time, karting in the rain. Like, you hear the sacrifices. These girls are not being pushed to do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, the thing you said about being a little bit too old, perhaps, at this point. Because I think when we see, like, girls who actually do make it into, like, F2, F3, whatever, more F3 more than anything, they're usually much older than everyone else on the grid. And it is, like, a result of this, like, system where there's less... Um, women making it as far. But one thing I have heard it recently, which is quite interesting, is my dad has a friend whose son is getting into karting and he's quite, he's still fairly young. And um, we were chatting to my dad's friend and he's saying there's a lot of young girls at the karting events that he goes to. Like he's definitely seeing, I don't know if it's like fully equal yet, but he's definitely seeing more young girls like taking part in karting, which makes me so excited because like, maybe like this generation isn't going to be the generation that make it, but there is like, there are girls getting yeah. into it from the beginning and enough that it's like noticeable. So um, yeah, that's so really exciting. It's going to be the reason we get some girls later on. And yeah. that's, that's the best part. Yeah. Because even um, if this is just like inspiration for the next generation, like as long as we're starting the change, that's yeah. kind of, we, we have to start somewhere. And right now there's not really anything. So this is literally, the fact that we actually do have something that's focusing on women is actually pretty it's pretty brilliant so that's really nice to see i yeah in my head it's only up from here and yeah. i can't wait to see i'm i am happy that it's it's beginning and i look forward to being around and hopefully being able to see it i yeah. want there to be a female driver in f1 while i'm around so badly and if I i'm 60 years too. old and finally there's a driver the only thought I'm going to have is, yes, could it have been, like, maybe it should have, it definitely should have been earlier, but, like, I, I'm going to be so happy to see it. I'm going to be there, like, as an old woman cheering this girl on. And that brings us to the end of our first part of our two-part special on all things women in motorsports with Formula Shanna. Be sure to check out both our socials linked in the episode description. And if you liked the episode, remember to give us a good rating on spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening and to follow the podcast and with that it's lights out and away i go